All right, today is Monday, September 4th. We are coming off a huge three out of four win over the Red Sox with a big win. Seve versus Sale, a lot of homers, a lot of fun. Spirits are high. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. All right, here we are. My name is John Boy. I'm with Jake. He's in Denver. I'm in California. We are from the East Coast. We're transplanted Yankee fans. We're talking Yanks. Big win. We both just watched that game. We both have had a couple drinks tonight because it's Sunday night. Why not? Jake may have had more than I have had, but I'm riding high, Jake. Jimmer, for for a three for four week, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I was doing periscopes. I do the periscopes. If you don't join me on those, you can. It's kind of fun. And I No, like, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. I'm a Libra. okay so (laughs) so if you join me on the periscope someone i was like do we even talk about the double header in the cleveland series like fuck that that sucked no let's just talk about the the boston and how fun that was and then some guy told me you know hey save your energy for the podcast so i stopped periscoping here i am yeah incredibly happy there's some videos of me one video on on the judge home run i'm literally dancing like a two-year-old in a seat, clapping and jumping up and down. It was a kind of embarrassing for me to look back at myself like that. Like, so I'll, I'll over-embarrass you. Um, the Judge Homer, I'm back on Judge being MVP. <laughs> Just because he homered tonight and Ben Benintendi didn't? No. I, so just think about this. Aaron Judge has a great September. He had 10 homers. Aaron Judge is the league leader in home runs. The Yankees get a playoff spot. I'm just saying, we've come we've come a long way from that at the All-Star break, and now we're back. That's all I'm saying. All right, I'm with you. I'm riding high on everyone right now. You, can, you can't name a Yankee, and I'll be upset about him. It, everything is golden. So, let's- Tyler Wade. He's doing great in AAA. He's going to be perfect next yeah. Great okay. AAA player. Great AAA player right now. All right. Um, well, I don't even know where to start. I don't even want to recap the week. Today was awesome. Let's just go straight into the little things because we're not going to want to talk to them for long. Let's knock them out. Bing, bang, boom. We got swinging bunts. And if Jake sounds uh, echoey or on the spot, it's because he's in a hotel lobby and he, he hasn't yeah. – he doesn't really um, – this is all improper, Jake. He hasn't seen the notes for the week yet. Moved into my new apartment this week. It's it's echoey over here, so I hope Jimmy can deal with that a little bit. Now they'll just deal um, with it listening. Okay. Um, maybe I can open the door and it'll be less echoey. But, uh, yeah, mo- moved in this weekend. Cool spot. Excited. Nope, um, lost your video, but that's okay. Uh, if fine. I go on a if I go on a rant, test that door, prop that door open, and see if it works better. But here we go, swinging bunts. I'm propped, swinging bunts. Little squibber here, swinging bunt. First swinging bunt I'm going to throw at you, Jake. We got your father, Bernie Williams, picking the guitar yeah. for the national anthem. American Thoughts hero. On? Thoughts on that? Uh, he's a, he's a stud. I so here's the thing. I. And I get kind of where you were coming from because no, is it great? No, but <laughs> for baseball player standards, yeah, it's pretty good. 
Um, I I don't know shit. I love music. Big music listener. I love finding new bands and all that stuff. I'm not like just listen to the pop on the radio. But I can't tell you that guy's playing guitar good and that guy's playing guitar bad. But I can tell you I'm not impressed <laughs> with Bernie Williams' guitar playing or his rendition of the National Anthem. I get it, but at the same time, he gives it hell. And that's all you <laughs> yeah. can ask. The one gif I posted of him just like... If, <laughs> if you think Bernie's emotion isn't into it, get out of here. Oh, Bernie's playing that... Bernie's playing that guitar like he's trying to win um, whatever the music... Grammy. Like, he thinks he's a stud. He puts more thought into his guitar work than he did his hitting. Bernie sure. turns into John Mayer. Yeah. He he romanticizes himself. In his head, he's skinny with a full head of hair as he's playing. Anyway, hey, come on. That's my dad. The, the best thing about Bernie was when he was in the stands and him and O'Neill were talking about how they used to jam out together during <laughs> rain delays. <laughs> that's the dude, it cracked me up. It's like in college. Jake and I had roommates in college when every time they got drunk, it was like, let's have a jam session. And then the party would just develop into our one friend playing guitar and other friend playing drums with no real like no song being played or anything. Just literally they're just doing their own thing at the same time. Like we're jamming, we're jamming. And it's like, guys, can we go back to drinking? Yeah, let's, fun? let's just party at this point. But <laughs> All the Yankees are like, oh, God damn, this rain delay. Bernie and O'Neill are going to go play in the tunnel. <laughs> Love that. Great, great thing. All right, next swinging bunt. We got Judge was seen at the U.S. Open with his girlfriend. Did you check out any pictures of her? So obviously I checked out her Instagram because that's just my natural habitat. I went. Um, she's cute. Um, and no, this is like sick beyond being sick, but Michigan girl. So I, I give her love just because like I have Jeter love from the state of Michigan. She's New Jersey being, girl. She went to Michigan. Yeah. Okay. So did Jeter. So, um, but yeah, um, no, she cute girl. Um, I, I don't care. Like Aaron judge. Yeah. That's delightful. Good. Same thoughts on the, on the, on if, the, if, do you, you think know she, no. okay. If, I have if a question. Showed up, if judge showed up with a handsome guy, I'd be just as happy. For <laughs> Great. Great. Yeah. Great. Love is love. Good. Love is love. So here, Jake, I have this question for you. On the Jeter scale, if you you know, Jeter's lineup of all the models and actresses and beautiful women in the world he's taken down. Taken down. I sound like such a douche. Yeah, that sounds bad. That was bad look that for me. Bad. I just said that. That he's dated. Does Judge's girl rank on the Jeter scale? She's on the scale, but I mean the the thing is this early in the Jeter's career, he never floated anything even out there. Jeter would have never gone to the U.S. Open with a girl. He might have, but back then to take a picture of him revolved like a $3,000 lens and then a dark room and then developing it and then somehow getting the newspaper to put it in their paper. Like a lot of, now you just tweet it out. I, I get that from, from when Jeter came up 95 to 2001. But since then, social media has been around. Jeter, Jeter played the game like Littlefinger before he died. Whoa, spoilers. Okay, Spoil- Whoa, that's a tough spoiler on a Yankee podcast. Jeez. <laughs> all right, tough yes. Game. I don't care that Judge is with a girl at all. The Jeter's, fact that it- Jeter's a handsome Littlefinger. Done. Done. Okay. 
Uh, next swinging bunt, the Yankees traded for a 37-year-old AAA catcher named Eric Kratz, who I tweeted out a list of the people he's hit home runs off of in his career, and it is the most impressive list I've ever seen. He's the real-life Crash Davis. If you've never seen Bull Dorm, go watch it. One of the best baseball movies around. But what do you think about getting this dude? Just a uh, all-around AAA stud. So we we I I take myself down from the Yankee pedestal now and then, just because I think it's it's very easy to get on. We're we're on a a three and four week, and we're elated just because we took three or four from the Red Sox. So it's easy to get off keel but awesome awesome and it it shows if you don't get it you don't get it but there's a part of baseball that's just incredible that this guy stuck it out honestly probably about eight years after he should (laughs) have seriously if you're a 28-year-old minor leaguer and you don't look yourself in the mirror and say, what am I doing? That's, that's on you. Um, but no, I, I feel stoked about the dude. And if he gets one game because of a Yankee Red Sox brawl and that's it, that's awesome. Yankees, Tigers brawl. But yes, so but when I found out he was 37 banging around in AAA – I was in love with him right away. Obviously. And then when I saw... Did you see the list of people he's hit home runs off of? No. Oh, Jake. Let me read this to you real yeah. quick. I, I got to pull this up. Ah, oh, shit. Um, okay, I'll talk while I pull it up, though. So, uh, well, now I'm just killing air. I, I think I'm going to find it. Yeah, you're not talking as much yeah. as other things. Yeah, yeah. It's been bad. It's been bad. And we're supposed to be going fast on this rundown. Um, okay, here it is, Jake. Kratz has hit a home run off the following major league pitchers. Cliff Lee, David Price, Madison Bumgardner, Craig Kimbrell, Araldis Chapman, Wade Davis, A.J. Burnett, John Lackey, and Teheran, whatever his first name is. Julio. Julio Teheran. How crazy is that list? It's crazy. I mean, I, I think one of the things that's important is that I, I don't know. So, you know what the sick part is? I know Eric Kratz because of my nerdy baseball game out of the park baseball. Um, and if any of you listening play that, please tell us. Um, but I do not play that game. It no. is the nerdiest game. Jake's a <laughs> big fan. Obviously feel awesome for the dude. Out. Everything good. That's all I'll okay. say. Yeah, we've, we've gone too far. In Everything He's, good. Okay. Now let's move on to Gappers. And Jeter drives one of the gap in left center field. Uh, this is a, a small gapper first. Benintendi had a quote after the game, he and he said that uh, right field in Yankee Stadium is kind of a joke. You hit a fly ball and it's a home run. And he's a lefty. I don't even know what to say. Like, you, yeah, Benintendi, you're right, but you're a lefty and you've hit a lot of home runs in Yankee Stadium, yeah. so... I mean, in, in my head, that's Ben and Tandy just trying to get Boston points for no reason. Like, it's something that doesn't insult New York. Boston thinks it's a compliment. I mean, it's it, he's not wrong. Like, it's not an insult. You At the same time, it would be Judge going to Fenway and being like, well, fly ball to left's a homer in Fenway. 
And yeah, it's accurate. Yeah, so that's 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 a great way to sum that up. This is just Ben Benintendi pandering to Boston fans. And he which should. Is, Why not? Yeah, I was just going to say, and he should. Why not? Because when David Robertson and Todd Frazier came to came to the Yankees in the trade, they pandered the fuck to us. They were like, yeah. at first we thought it was going to be Boston, but then I'm glad I'm coming home. So you know what? I I really have nothing to say. Yeah, yeah, Ben Intendi, it's a joke, but you get to take advantage of it every time your hair is aligned. Right field right. porch. Uh, now here is the gapper that was actually one of the main headlines this week. And let it be known to our fans and listeners that the main dumb headlines – in the newspapers during the week, like Judge at the U.S. Open and this one that I'm about to say, they're only, you know, sub-headlines for us because we like to try and keep it as actual baseball as possible on Talking Yanks. But CC calling out Nunez for bunting, saying it's weak. We kind of talked about this last week when Ben Benintendi bunted on CC. I think it's weird that Ben Benintendi did it. Like we said, it showed his mindset was wrong. Yeah. Because Ben Intendi did it with two outs, and he's the cleanup hitter who's on a hot streak. Nunez bunting? Take it. Like, I, that's gamesmanship. Yeah. That's baseball. Obviously, that's fine. Right? Do you agree? Yeah. What? I, I mean, continue. I've, I've got my takeaway. All right. So, I'll keep going. But CeCe? Damn straight he should get mad about that. They're, it's personal. They're not bunting on every pitcher. They're saying, we're going to bunt on you because you're fat, old, and slow. So why would you not get upset about that? Yeah, there's there's no problem with him getting mad. And it's that it's the Red Sox whole idea. They're, they're bunting to get a fat CC with no knees to try to make a play. But I'm – so Nunez, I have no problem with. And I, I probably have more of a problem with than you because I think Nunez is a pretty good baseball player. I know throw the defense aside and it half won us a game, but he's a pretty good contact hitter. He's a good hitter, dude's casually hitting three thirty, and we're playing it cool. Um, but it's Ben and Tani when your cleanup hitters doing that. That I mean, that's like I don't want to say dirty, but that's like. That's showing another team that you don't think you can beat them organically. So that was messed up. And I mean, I, I think the story is CC getting juiced up and he got juiced up in the right way. And it's, Hey, if, if you're going to bunt on him, expect that. Cause that's, yeah. that's, that's if you, if you drive on a shot blocker and you say you're going to bring it into his chest and then he blocks you. Yeah. He's going to talk trash to you. Cause that's, that's what you just asked for. So that was my next point. Cece complaining, like they want to say he complained, he whined. Not nah, Cece was just shit talking. Yeah. Like Cece would probably go up to Nunez and he said, meet me in center field. Cece would go laugh with Nunez about it afterwards. They played with each other. They're friendly. But he's he's actually mad. Like that's not a joke. Yes. But, he, but he is just shit talking, which happens yes. in sports all the time. It's like we played, my whole life I played this duct tape ball. I actually posted a two minute video of me and one of my little brother's games, which got like 2000 views. People loved it because it's awesome. Oh, it's What'd you think? I can't believe you posted a game you lost, but only game we had on film. Fucking yeah. kills oh, me. It, yeah. I, it, sounds, it took, sounds about right, dude. It, t- it took me three years yeah. to post it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, my point is, 
when I play like wiffle ball and where I play any games, and obviously it's so silly to compare Major League Baseball to me playing wiffle ball no. in my backyard. But if someone like tries to beat you in a bullshit way, you're like your response is, "Yo, you can't beat me like a man. Shut the fuck up." But internally, you know, like fuck, I can't believe I let him beat me in such a stupid way. But you're gonna shit talk and be mad. See, see, that's just it's all in sports for me, and I think if you don't understand how that broke down. If you think if you're like CC such a little baby, you just don't it just it was all natural to me. It was all I think yeah. it was all okay. All right, yeah. good on that. Good. Okay, the big stinky cheese. You ready for it? Yeah. The big stinky cheese. Got some cheese, bud. Got some big stinky cheese. State of the team, man. It's just uh, an open slate. What is who are the Yankees right now? What's this next month going to look like? We're three and a half back. We need teams to help us, but the Red Sox are going to lose games down the stretch. They're not going to go undefeated in September, but neither are we. So what are your thoughts? I'm going to take the open initiative. The The AL East is still going to be tough. Um, it would The AL East would take the Red Sox losing a few games that they should not. So if that happens, good. The Yanks will make the push. I think more importantly, the, the biggest thing to note this week is Matt Holiday. I, I know we're, we'll delve into it further later, but Matt Holiday had shit to prove, and he kind of did it. Um, I, know, I know you and me have our answers kind of set in stone because we're a little bit traditionalist. You, you earn your keep, and... You get it. The dude's earned his keep for about 15 years, and then he's he's earned it the old-fashioned way by by getting it in the past week. So I think he's he's done a great job in settling what's had to be settled. He's he's going to be on the playoff roster. He's going to be the right-handed DH against lefties and against mediocre righties. I, I think he still gets a nod for a great MLB career. And um, I. You know, you were a big advocate for it. It's our starting pitchers. You said we had our best four going against the Red Sox lineup, and we got three out of four wins. So you don't want to put yourself in a wild card situation, but if the Yankees end up there, which they may not, depending on how it all pans out, but the Yankees proved a decent amount this week. And for, for a three and four week, that's about as good as a three and four as you can go. The Indians were super hot. Double headers, kind of brutal. Um, you either get it or you don't. But uh, yeah, that's that's my full stance. All right. Yeah. So I don't even know what to touch on. I, I uh, I'd love to have done a ton of research on schedules and who we play and who other people play and all the teams in the wild card and who everyone plays. I think people have been saying our schedule is easier and I know this sucks that I'm hosting the podcast and trying to give you guys information and I don't have this, but I think it's middle, it's middle of the pack from what I know. Okay. I'm all amped up. I think the twins have the easiest schedule here on out. I did hear that. Um, I'm all amped up from the win. I just am hyped. I want to go into it. I know next week we have, I know who we have next week. We'll get to that on picked off segment. Like always, I am a fan before a journalist or podcaster, or I'm un, I am not unbiased. I am biased, and we are coming off a win right now. We're coming off three or four of the Red Sox, who looked bad. They went one for 27 runners in scoring position. But, hey, that means that our fucking pitchers went 
26 for 27 at not allowing runs when they were in scoring position. So flip the coin. We did really good. Our four pitchers are solid. Our four pitchers are really solid. Do we? If we can go to a four-man rotation every now and then, they're not going to do that. I don't know. I, 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 we have a healthy team and our and it's solid. I want the division. So I know everyone. And my least favorite thing that people keep saying. I, I, I think what you and me are dancing around is there's about two and a half, three weeks that it's fight for the division. Bring, bring it hard. Let's, let's get it within a game and a half, game and a half, two games and challenge the Red Sox. If not, we still have a very good team, but God, leaving it in a one game playoff, that that's just brutal. Yeah. Um, there's this thing, Jake, that people tweet at me every now and then, and I truly don't understand it. And it's been going on like the last week of the season. It may play, but from now it's, they say we need to not focus on the division anymore and just focus on the wild card. And I tweeted the other day, this makes no sense to me. And people keep sending it to me. What the hell does that mean? Focus on the division. What's that mean? Let's try to win every game. Focus on the wild card. What's that mean? Let's try to win every game. But it's this turn of phrase that people are just like sucked into using. Now, last week of the season, we were like, okay, division seems tough. Let's focus on setting up our rotation for the wild card. That makes sense. But right now, I don't understand why people, what people mean when they say that. What is the difference? There, There isn't one. It's, um, I mean, I guess there's a mentality to it a little bit, but it shouldn't matter either way. All right, so that we'll we'll get into a lot more with the awards and the questions. So let's just go into awards, shall we? Yeah. And the award again. I think Jake's going on the fly. No, Jake, no, no, no. Can you still see me, by the way? Yeah, I can see you. Oh, nice. I haven't been able to see you uh, all podcast. But Low power good. mode. Oh, nice. Okay. Seven percent. I'm gonna go first with my award. My yeah. pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to avoid this guy. I searched. I tried to avoid this guy because I thought some fans are still so jaded and bitter for and stubborn. So I tried to avoid him. You can't. You cannot avoid that this guy was the pride of the Yankees this week, and it's Chase Headley. I love Chase. In seven games, he had nine hits, five runs, three home runs, three RBIs. That was his week. He led the team in almost all offensive categories. More than that, he had some big home runs. The game against Sale, Joe puts him in the two-hole because Joe has been fluid with his lineup, and I like that Joe is doing that. I actually have a question for you about that later. Sure. Remind me. But he's been fluid with his lineup. He puts Chase in the two-hole to ride the hot streak. The second at-bat of the game, Chase gets a base hit off Sale. Looks at the dugout. I said this in my post-game recap on Twitter. Looks at the dugout says, hey, we're hitting this dude today. I just set the tone. We're hitting him. Then we get a ton of hits, but we can't score runs. First inning, second inning, we get hits. We cannot get the runners in. I was happy. I was like, hey, that's look, we're setting the tone against Sale. It'll come through. Third inning, Chase gets up again, sets the tone once again, hits a home run, says, hey, we're scoring runs on this dude. Put him in the seats. Chase led the way that entire game, and that's a huge game. And he's an angry little, like, smart dude. I don't understand his brain. I'm scared of him, kind of. I think, like, I don't think anyone's ever had a real friendly conversation with Chase in the clubhouse. And this is just me 
guessing with no real knowledge at all. But Chase Headley, I got in an argument with a dude today because he said uh, he's a third baseman, you want to hit home runs, a DH, you want to hit home runs. And I understand that. But if you take, don't look at Chase as a third baseman and a hitter or DH and a hitter. Just look at him. He's a hitter on the Yankees. He's one of our best hitters on the Yankees. And he's doing this in the bottom of the lineup besides the sale game where he was number two. I love Chase. I defended him to his death in May when he had one bad month. And I told everyone on Twitter, it's one bad month. It's one bad month. He always has one bad month. Now his good months aren't usually this good, but the dude's on fire. He's a literal lightning bolt. I love watching him. He's taking walks. He's screaming in the dugout right before the holiday home run in the Saturday game. He, Ellsbury gets a walk. Chase gets a double or, or I don't know who it was. Didi gets, Didi gets a walk. Chase gets a double into the gap. Didi takes third. Now you got first and third with holiday coming up and you can just see Chase. He looks into the dugout and just flexes and screams like, let's fucking go. He's, He's the angsty leader of the Yanks right now, and I love him. So Chase, that's my rant. Pride of the Yankees. It's crazy. I, I, I mentioned it in one of our earlier podcasts that you viewed. I viewed Chase Edley as this old MLB veteran. He's going to switch hit for you, hit 275, catch a couple. That's about it. He's, he's, in, he's one of the most intense baseball players I've ever seen, and I never thought I'd say that about Chase Edley. Agree. You think of him as this like laid back California. That's what I thought of him at least because he's from yeah. San Diego. I thought he was laid back. He came over. He was kind of just like calm, cool, like never showed emotion. No, man, he's fired up all the time right now and he's getting the, the guys going. Love it. All right. Your pride of the Yankees. My pride of the Yankees. I'm, um, I'm going to go a slightly different way with it. It's not because I've been drinking or having a different time. Um, it's just how I've been going with these. I'm going to Luis Severino and um, today, and it's, it's kind of been corny and we've mentioned it through a few podcasts, but each game gets more and more important. This Sunday was a huge game for the Yankees this year, as was this Saturday, as was the game before that. Seve came out and dealt today. I, and more so the reason that I say that is because we've been given Tanaka love We've been getting Sonny Gray love. Seve dealt today. I, the, obviously, the lineup deserves a ton of love against what they did with Chris Sale, like you mentioned with Headley. But at that same time, if if Seve gives up four, you know, turns into a totally different ball game. So, Luis Severino's been the ace for the season. Again, we when playoff time comes, however it comes, it's going to be a different conversation. But, man, give, give that dude some love. That, that dude's been dealing all year. You know, you trade for a, a handsome, strong boy at the deadline, he's going to get some love. Tanaka's, Tanaka's built it up. Sevi still deserves more love than he gets from, from both of us and from everyone. So, <laughs> A handsome, strong boy. That was your word association for G-Man Choi. The first podcast you were on yeah. for any, for all new listeners, go. That's um, I don't know what number it was, five or six. It was Jake and I, and it has nothing to do with um, timely baseball. We did uh, just a regular, fun, old school Yankees talk. So if you're ever bored, go back to the first one Jake appeared on. Listen to that; it was fun. About Sevy, I think he took a shot at us, Jake. If he was to listen to our podcast, 
you were talking Tanaka's been so good that he might get the wild card game. You had me buying in. Very easy for me to buy into Tanaka. We were like, yeah, shit, yeah, Tanaka's been good. Tanaka goes out Saturday, throws a gem. We're like, shit, ever, even like beat writers were saying Tanaka may be pitching his way to a wild card. Sevy came out Sunday against Chris Sale and said, hey, all of you guys, fuck yourselves. And you know what? If, if we catch the Sox and the Sox are in a wild card game, they say, okay, we got Chris Sale on the mound. It is what it is. We're... We're throwing it all at you. The Yanks, you've got the whole conversation. Tanaka, Gray, Seve. In a playoff series right now, I think teams would rather face Boston than us. <laughs> That's pretty good to say. All right, let's move Let's move on to our Yankee motherfucker. You Yankee motherfucker. And uh, I'm going to throw you for a loop on this one, Jakey boy. Sure, please. Are you, re- are you ready? I went through the list, and um, again, we went... Three three and four on the week. So it wasn't even a winning week. But we took three and four from Boston, and I'm so happy about that. I was trying to search for a motherfucker. Was it Gumby for the soul-crushing first inning? I don't know. Was it um, Didi actually had a terrible week, only two hits the entire week? Was it Didi? I don't know. You know who my Yankee motherfucker is? I'd like to know. It's Miguel Andujar fans. Fans, not Miguel Andujar. Miguel Andujar fans. And I'm going to go, I'm a high spirits, drinking my beer over here. I'm having fun, but I'm going to go on a little rant. Are you ready? Hope so. If you are one of the people, every time the Yankees tweet, you respond, Andujar, free Andujar, bring up Andujar. Here's a message loud and clear. Shut the fuck up. I don't know if you're trolling because you think it's funny. You believe it because you're not that smart baseball-wise. Shut up. Our guys are on the field. We're a healthy team. We have everyone. Holiday, he's back. He has the righty DH spot. The lefty DH spot will run through Headley and Bird. All the guys we need for this playoff push are on the field right now. Root for the guys in the uniforms. Yeah. And I got into it with some kid. He's like, why can't we, why do you even use Twitter then if you hate it? I'm like, I use Twitter to talk about the team and joke and stuff. He's like, well, isn't that what it is? Isn't that what we're doing with Andujar? Hey, if you want to come to me and say, this is why I think Andujar should be on the team with stats and and like an actual talk, that's fine. But the trolling that goes on underneath like, and of course for me to try and stop internet trolling, who the fuck am I? No one's going to stop that. People are literally addicted to it. They don't even realize they're doing it. It's annoying as hell. Our September call-ups, we don't need them to play. We have a lot of bats. They're going to rotate the bats who are professional players who have proved they can do it professionally in the past and this season. So cut the shit, please, because it gets me so riled up. And I hate being riled up. I hate it. Love and at it. all aspects of life, I can keep a cool head. Like my girlfriend probably would say she never really even seen me that mad. But this shit, this Andujar Stan loser nonsense pisses me off. And it's making me dislike Andujar. And I really want him to be part of the team in the future. In the future. Not now. We don't need him. Don't need him. So that's my Yankee motherfucker. It's the fucking Andujar fans. I love it. 
Um, you agree, you, you, a simple agree, and then you're, or you're a motherfucker, or you can say whatever you want. It's absolutely right. Um, the, the team we're going with is the team we're going to battle with. If you, if you think that someone like – and Andujar could be a great MLB player. He could be multiple-time all-star and a very solid baseball player. But if, I'm super pumped about his future. If, if you think he deserves a roster spot over someone like Todd Frazier or Matt Holliday, you're out of your mind. Um, out of your mind. And they don't get it. They're like, Todd's so think, bad. Again, think about it. If we went to a one-game playoff, the wild card, and you gave Miguel Andujar at bats above Todd Frazier or Matt Holiday? No, you're out of your mind. And we're not saying Todd Frazier's been the best ever, but he has a track record that he can hit major league players. I mean, it turns into a weird life conversation, but it's it's limiting risk. If Todd Frazier catches one or Matt Holiday catches one, you expect it. If Miguel Andujar goes 0 for 4 in a in a make it make it take it playoff game and you have Holiday or Frazier on the bench, you're getting killed. Killed. Because you have, you have professionals on the bench. Yep. You ready for Mother Fluffin? I'm ready for your motherfucking. Let's go. Can I, can I say the Indian series? Does that apply? Um, the whole the Yankee motherfucker is the entire Indian series? No, I'm, I'm going to cop out. I'll, I'll take Monty. Um, that, that whole second game was brutal. It, it felt like one of those games that you should have, and we just didn't. I don't, you, it's easy to make excuses, but we did run into a buzzsaw. The, the Indians right now are playing great baseball. They're, they're approaching best record in the AL, which everyone thought was out of reach for a while. So it is what it is. It sucks. That second game, everyone was waiting for the moment where the Yankees would take it back, and it just didn't happen. And then in game, game three – when Monty got lit up in the first inning, that, that was just brutal. So I'll just leave it there. I mean, it, it sucked. It is what it is. But if, if we're being honest, we're Yankee motherfucker. That's the name of the segment. That was a huge moment in the Yankee week, and it sucked. Because you said, hey, we let's get out of here with a win. And then Monty gave up, what was it, four in the first? And then you're just like, okay, well, we, we, we talked about it on Twitter it was our Twitter exchange, and I, I came at you for being pessimistic, which I normally would never do, but you said we were living in fear of the Red Sox series, basically, and I, I said, hey, three out of four against the Red Sox, we consider this still a very good week, and I think it was. As, as much as you don't want to say it, we're, we're semi-locked into a wild-card spot, it looks scary for a little, but now I'm back in. We got one locked up. We, we'd, we'd have to play pretty brutal to be worried about making the wild card playoff. Um, right now, we still have a chance at the AL East. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I hope it's – I hope when I say it's more interesting, it's us and the Red Sox. Uh, we'll see. Right. But that was, that, that was a very tough moment. That the first inning of that third game. Was oh, it was up. brutal, man. Um, our friend Greg, who we we're in a baseball and jokes group chat with, he 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 said the words, and I've stolen them from him on the post game recap that I did, and I even said it earlier in this podcast. But that first inning by Monty, soul crushing. There's no yeah. Greg said that in our chat. No better words to describe what Monty gave us there. It was soul crushing. 
it was de- de- it was deflating because the first game Jaime did decent enough. Green was amazing. Canely did good. We were in it. We just the bats died. Yeah. All right, let's move on to awards. And um, I feel bad for what I'm about to do because I know you're imp- improvising your awards. So sure. what are you talking about? But he, <laughs> oh yeah, you got them all planned out. You're good to go. Here's my first award. It is the award for the best returnee to the team. Pretty good award. It's got co-winners. Two oh, guys boy. got it, man. <laughs> two awards for me? <laughs> I take that. That's why I said I apologize for what I'm about to do. Two guys got it, man. Holiday and Bird. Now, Holiday comes yeah. back two games. First game, home run. Not any home run. Huge home run against Pomerantz. Yeah. Headley on Pomerantz's 99th pitch gets the double, turns to the dugout, says, let's fucking go. I'm Chase Headley. I'm so mean. Then the next pitch, the 100th pitch, home run into the seats. And this, so a lot of people were worried about Holiday returning. They, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk mostly Holiday first. A lot of people were worried about Holiday returning because he was looked bad. They brought him back too soon, but you can never tell. I even said on this podcast, my little brother got mono, like he gets mono virus diseases because he would play hockey and then he would go to baseball and the baseball coach at his high school was like a military dude and would just make them run like seven miles every day for baseball, which is the dumbest thing in the world. I would just go to my high school coach and show him one picture of Bartolo Colon or David Ortiz and be like, hmm, looks like this doesn't fucking matter, coach. It's baseball. It's baseball. You do not need to run that much. Anyway, he would run my little brother to mono because he would go from hockey, which is like not endurance, but short sprints to, to baseball. Anyway, my brother, Luke, who was in that with wall video with me, he would get, he got mono like twice. I think it zaps you. I don't want to go into it again. I went into it once on this podcast. It zaps you of all your energy. It, it takes a while to get out of it. And holiday looked garbage. And even I was like, People are like, what are your thoughts on Holiday coming back? What do you think? I'm like, well, I don't like making predictions, but I hope he can be what he was in the first half because he was really, really good. And it's only two games, much like last week with Bird. I was like, it's only two games. But his at-bats have looked a million times better. Seeing the ball well, he hasn't hit a ground ball yet. That's what Holiday does. That's why he was our best hitter with runners in scoring position. That home run on Saturday against Pomerantz, he wasn't trying to hit a home run. He's just trying to put it in the air because you got a runner on third. That's what he does best. All his outs have been in the air. And sometimes they're pop outs, but that's fine. He's like Todd Frazier. He's a home run hitter. He's a power guy. He wants to hit him to the outfield. His bat speed has been there. He fouled off like a million pitches against Sale and then hit a home run. He worked two walks against Sale. Holiday's back. Uh, two games. I'm declaring it. I might jinx it. I don't believe in jinxes. I hate that I just said that I may jinx it because when people tweet at me like, you just jinxed it. It's like, shut up. There's no jinxes. Here's, this is probably a bold prediction in two years or so. Matt Holiday is having a Roberto Alomar walk-off retirement. Matt, Matt Holiday is going to go to a spring training. He's, he's going to get a one-year contract with the team. They're going to tell him, hey, you know, you're going to be a pinch hitter, utility first base right field in emergency, but you're a pinch hitter. He's going to go to spring training. He's going to hit a ground ball to second base out of the park, and he's going to go to the manager with a firm handshake and say, hey, thanks for having me, and he's going to retire. That's my bold prediction. It's just going to write 
I'm out well, for the love of the game and hand it to the owner. When Matt Holiday is out, it's going to be firm, immediate, and done. And that dude, like you said, and <laughs> a lot of words, but it's okay. I'm hyped Mono, up today. A mono's not a I don't know. It's it's not a it's not a sprained wrist. It's not okay, my wrist is better. It's you're okay, but you're not you're not all there. So I at the same time, I'm not going to say he's fully back from one at bat. I'll say he's still Matt Holiday. He's still a right-handed threat. Even if that's a 230 guy who hit 25 homers over the course of a season, that's still a threat. He's a professional hitter. He's going to put good at-bats together. My other word on Matt Holiday is, and this is the corniest Joel Osteen church-loving loser shit in the world. Have a little faith, guys. Yeah. The dude is a 300 career hitter in like a long career, not just a year, like over 10 years. He's a 300 career hitter. He had a first half where he was producing as our cleanup hitter. He got an infection, a disease. He was weakened. Everyone was like, he's done. He's old. He's done. He'll never be the same. Have a little faith, guys. I can't imagine being so pessimistic. If you're willing to put Miguel Andujar in over Matt Holiday, no. Kindly unsubscribe, but don't. I like all our subscribers. I want you to keep yeah, listening. Subscribe, but you're, you have too much hope in the wrong thing. Yes. Live in the now, as our friend Garth would say. Wayne's world. Yeah. All right. And then Bird is my other returnee. Nine RBIs, two home runs. One of the home runs was huge against the Red Sox. He ha- he's had some bad at bats, but he he looks better, and I think he's going to be a big plug in a lot in the whole lineup. I won't I won't go crazy about Bird. Everyone knows how much I love Bird. You're up. Your first award. That's fine. My first award, which I've had prepared for a while, is the hey, what what do you think about that? <laughs> and it's the Aaron Judge. What's the award again? The, the wait, wait. What did you think about that? <laughs> so it was an interesting situation because the game in a normal baseball game, the game is over. Seven I mean, to was, one. Seven. It was seven to one. Before he hit it. Before he hit it, Starlin hit a, a bases clearing double to make it seven to one before okay. he hit it. Yeah. And then he caught one to make it nine to one. Yeah. So, okay. Game's still pretty much over. I guess my, my spiel, my mononucleosis spiel is I, I hit a tipping point where you're on the bus, you're off the bus. What are you doing? And man, I, I just hope that sparks the engine. I, the, the crazy thing is, and I texted it to you, and I still believe it, if Aaron Judge were to have a, a double-digit homer month and lead the Yankees to the AL East, he's the MVP, which is crazy the way we've been talking about him. Yeah, you didn't text that to me. You said it at the beginning of the show. But either way, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's a thought. Either way. Either way, good stuff. All right, it's no, a ver- verbal text. Um, I agree. It's, but it's it's just wild how we've been talking about him for a month. 
since a month and a half, actually, since the All Star break. And well, he's well. His batting average has been bad. Yeah, absolutely. But if if he were to put together, and obvious, it sounds ridiculous, but it's it's an MVP MVP type month. It's ten homers, three fifty, the ribbies. If they win the AL East, that would be a huge push to it because baseball is the last sport <laughs> to kind of convert to <laughs> valuable versus stats. <laughs> like in in the National League, I think Giancarlo Stanton should be the MVP by and far, but they're still keeping it between <laughs> Goldschmidt and Arenado. That's mm-hmm. that's that's on Instagram <laughs> via the MLB account, which I think is kind of messed up actually. But if if Judge puts a month together, there's no reason he shouldn't be the AL MVP. Why it's crazy of benching this guy and moving this guy down the lineup, where if he puts together 20 amazing baseball games, he's the MVP of the American League. So that's that's where that's, my award's at. It's a big pending. It's a big pending September. But yeah, if he does, if he has a great September, then yeah. Uh, another note on Judge. Someone think puts, about that. That's, just think about how casually you said that. Yeah, if he has a great month, yeah, he should get that. We're talking about the AL MVP. It's true. It's true. Um, speaking of Judge, someone put out, um, there's a couple of Red Sox followers. I'm sure they don't listen to the podcast, but they follow me on Twitter. And I love it. I love a rational Red Sox fan. I love a rational baseball fan. Cause I just fuck it. I love baseball. They put together judge uh, judges second half with Ben and second half. And the batting average is 100 points different, way worse for judge, but all the production numbers are like basically the same and judges in a horrible, terrible same. slump. Yeah. And Ben and like people are saying he's good. The only thing is Ben and really good against the Yankees. Judge is not good against the Sox. Whatever. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to my next award. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Ben ready. Kind of, kind of. Ben had snacks. Ben had snacks. That's a, that's a YouTube video from like when we were in college in 2010 that I love. Jake set me up because I love that. Ben had. Let me tell you about the Ben heads. <laughs> okay. If you're interested in that video, search on YouTube. Let me tell you about the Ben heads or Ben had snacks. It's just a guy counting all the snacks. Saying bin had snacks. <laughs> it's really good. All right. My award. This is the I Simply Love You Award. And it's got me. co-winners. It's for me. No, I do I do love you, Jake. I do love you. But this one again has co-winners. Gary. Oh no. Oh no. Really? Oh no, 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 no. It goes to uh Mr. a Mr. CC Sabathia and a Mr. Masahiro Tanaka. Yeah. Inherited wealth is something we have in our hearts that a lot of these young guys on Twitter don't have. They are show me what you're doing for me lately. Whatever. Tanaka and Cece, soft spot in my heart, man. And when they pitch well, it's like I'm a proud fan. It's like they're giving back to me for believing in them through their tough times. I just love it. Their mannerisms on the mound, CeCe, so angry. He called all the Red Sox ho-ass bitches. (laughs) (laughs) 
such a bizarre thing to yell at a group of grown men. Ho ass bitches. Like if that's not my world at all. No. It's just I'm I'm more in the Chase Headley, Brett Gardner, Matt yeah. Holiday camp. Uh, I, I just, I can imagine even, I don't even know who to find in, in my life to say, call them ho ass bitches. I don't even know if I'm saying the word. Right. Yeah. Phonetically, but CC is mannerisms. He is just intense, angry. Tanaka. He's t- intense and angry, but at himself, we've talked about yeah. this before. So intense and angry. I love it. Didi made a nice play and Tanaka's like clapping and he says, thank you, Didi. And there's another time where Chase made a nice play. I have the gif of that. I already, thank you, Chase. I just fucking love it, man. I love when those two are on and they've been more on than off lately. So the, I simply love you award goes to Cece and Tanaka. My grandma and grandma, Barbara, grandma, I love you. I know she listens to our show. I know you do not like Cece Sabathia, Sebastian, I should call him. <laughs> But he's been very good, and he was good last time, and I love him. I know you don't like him, Grandma. Everyone else, close your ears because I'm just talking to my grandma right now, and that's right. a little it's a little rude of you to rude. like kind of uh, listen in yeah, on a sure. talk with me and my Grandma Barbara. But Grandma Barbara, Cece's been good. I think you should start liking him a little bit. So for everyone else listening, I, I think the important thing to take from that is that Tanaka's been dirty for a month and a half. If, if you're not... 12 starts now. Yeah. If, if you're not in, just get out. Go go root for the Mets. Dude, the crazy thing that blew me away about CC is CC hit 95 on the gun. I realize I'm a weird mix of getting too involved, and I was kind of out on the Yankees recently just because a couple of those A-Rod, Greg Bird teams were sad. What a, That Tigers playoff game was one of the saddest things that I've ever seen. But – CC hitting 95 on the gun. There was a time when CC hitting 90 was weird. Well, it was because he turned into skinny CC. He stopped eating. Right. He stopped eating his Captain Crunch. It was a terrible decision. And I get that. And <laughs> I was, I was going to bring up booze, but it seemed like a bad time while you're taking a sip. But <laughs> <laughs> Shit, um, I got people sleeping. In, I got, I got people sleeping in this house. Um, CC Sabathia fell off his game a little bit. And it's 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 a combination. It's arm speed, it's everything, it's age, it's this, that, and the other. CC Sabathia hitting 95 on the gun, I think is a very significant thing. Because that shows CC can fucking dial it up. And Grandma, sorry that he just sweared. When when I've been mentioning playoff rotation, I've been saying a mix of Tanaka, Severino, Sonny Gray, however it lines up. And I've been saying maybe a CC start. Right now, I'm saying if you don't give CC a start, you're not. Watching a guy be dominant with his fastball and be a speed pitcher and then lose it and then watching him regain it is, uh, I don't know, man. It's just really. Yeah. It's cool. It's, it's cool. It's, a, it's, it's, it's like a life progression and. At the same time, I and I don't have the stats, and hopefully you'll just edit over me. But I think he's he's like eight and zero with a point two three ERA after the Yankees have lost. Yep, and so he's, his- he's literally a stopper, and that's I. So I know you're not into advanced statistics as much as oh, I'm into stoppers. 
Andy Pettit, baby. Well, exactly. So stoppers don't show up in advanced statistics. But, you know, when the, when people start talking about Chapman's revolutions and this, that, and the other. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. I'm officially out on spin rate. Yeah, exactly. Spin rate, revolutions, same. Okay, different words. But CC showing up 8-0 and after games the Yankees lost doesn't show up in saver metrics, doesn't show up in any of that. It just shows as a normal start where he did what he did. In real life, that's that's huge. That's huge. Incredible. And they asked CC about it in his post game, and he just said, um, "That's just luck. I I don't go out there after a loss trying to pitch any different than I do after a win." <clears throat> and in my brain, I'm like, "I know that man. Like, I know as you're throwing the baseball, you're not like right. You're, you're not thinking, well, we, man. We lost we the lost Tigers lost. yesterday. Yeah, I better pitch good today. Same way I know that when you're standing in the batter's box and the ball's coming at you, you're not thinking." Oh man, I'm the five hole. I won today. the home run derby. Yeah, I, I won the home run derby. You're just not that we're referencing anyone. Yeah, not whether we're talking about anyone in particular, but you're not thinking, oh, they moved me up to the tool. You're all you're thinking in that moment is, I want if you're CC, I want to throw a strike, I want or I want to set this guy up, and all you're thinking as a batter is, I want to see this pitch or I want to try and hit this pitch. All the extracurriculars go out the window when you're in that moment. I love CC. I don't. I don't know where this tangent went and where it goes, but I'm going to this as well because you brought up advanced stats and I tweeted this. Tanaka pitched again in the day, pitched another gem, and I tweeted out because I, I I try. I want to take the high road, Jake. I backed Gardner when people oh. were ripping him. I backed Chase when people were ripping him. I backed Tanaka when people wanted the DFA him, and I'd love to be the man who stands before you today when all those guys are doing good and doesn't say shit. Just like, yeah, yeah. You like him now? I'm glad. We're all glad. But I'm not. I'm not strong enough. I've had uh, four beers now, and I don't drink beer anymore, so that's a lot for me. And I just want to like quickly say, like, hey, fuck you guys. You were out on them. I told you, calm down. And they're yeah. fine now. And Tanaka, the day and night split is is a litmus test for are you a dumb unrational fan or can you see clearly because that was so nuts his first half was just bad it didn't matter when he pitched it was just bad and the first game of the year happened to be a day game and then his second start of the year happened to be a day game there's no difference there's no difference like, hey, this pitcher looks really good when the lights are shining, but looks super good when it's daylight. It's just so fucking silly and foolish to think that. And in the last three starts, we had a double header against someone a while back, and they put Tanaka as the day game. And all Twitter was saying was, I can't believe Joe Girardi has seen Tanaka's day-night splits, and he chose him to start the day game, not the night game. So stupid. Shut up. He did fine. So now he's like four day games in a row. He's done great. Now, now here's where I'll flip the script. Here's something I believe in. And we're way off track. Dylan Patances, the rust situation with him is very true. He didn't pitch four days in a row. Joe Girardi had him warmed up in the blowout. Maybe I'll give him some 
some uh, an inning here just to get him going. He didn't. So he brought him in Thursday, I think, against the Red Sox. We had a big lead. And he like loads the bases or puts two on. I forget exactly what it was. But he walked a couple. Maybe he hit a guy. He hit two people, actually. He did. He hit two people. And uh, he got out of it. The Dell and Russ situation? Now that I believe in. So yeah. I can't. That is, that is more tangible to me than just is it the sun out or is it not a sun out. But the Dell and Russ situation is true. And if people give Girardi shit, if Dellen doesn't go, and then he came out then after he went and he did bad because he was rusty, the next day, Saturday, he came out and he looked amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So if the next time Dellen is on four days where he hasn't pitched and Joe brings him into a slop game, you guys better understand that means shit. That is important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I to, to to get everyone away from what Jimmy just said, I would say. But you agree with what I just said. I agree with with what you just said. I would just say, at this point, for day and night splits, day and night splits are like a ninety early nineties and below thing. That's like David Wells, like. If if David Wells had terrible day games and like the rumors about him drinking and stuff were true, you'd say, okay, yeah, David Dave Wells is a booze bag. Yeah, don't pitch him during day games. Like, no, but seriously, where society's at and where Barstool and where reporting's at, like, if Tanaka was an absolute booze hound and couldn't pitch during a day game, like, it would be very much out there. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't just be people speculating on Twitter like I don't think that dude could pitch in day games. Like the world's just not like that now. Al Leiter, a notorious drinker, he went out and partied a lot. He even says it when he announces says he hated day games because he Aloysius. Um, the reason I laughed so hard when you said booze bag, and I think this is a funny tidbit to tell all, all, all the listeners, is there was a kid in college. Jake and I went to college together. Uh, best friends. Jake and I are not just co-hosts, we're best friends. Um, went to college together and we showed up at the bar and there's this kid and Jake just said hi to him and he said, I'll, his name was Danny something. So he goes, hey, Danny something, the local booze bag. And then we just called him the local booze bag forever. We don't know why Jake said that initially. It had no bearings. This guy wasn't uh, alcoholic yeah. or drunk or anything. Nice kid. Nice kid. But Jake just said, hey, the local booze bag. So we called him the local booze bag forever. Like, hey, the lo-. And he was like, at one point, he just looked at us and said, why do you guys call me that? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and there was a big like internal Jake and I looked at ourselves like, well, <laughs> maybe we're the bad guys maybe we're the bad guys in this scenario so <clears throat> anytime the word booze bag gets dropped I laugh but yes if Tanaka was out partying every night like Johnny Manziel style you'd be like yeah then maybe that dude shouldn't play day games because he just needs to get his life together yeah. not really the case okay well anyway I think where we're at is your next award I think that was your award yeah that was my award so I'm, again, I'm going to get away from data and information and all that because that's not our speed. Um, I'm, I'm just going, and I, I saw it again tonight, and I, man, it, it feels like I see it every game, and it's the opposite end of the spectrum of Lovey's again. Man, Gary Sanchez and that arm, that's a weapon. Um, I, I know he has his trouble with pass balls. I get time, that. Time out. 
someone DM'd me, so I was looking at my phone. Sure. You gave Gary an award. I need to hear. Yes. Yeah. I need to hear the full award. I, I oh, the full I, award. Yeah, yeah. What's the name? Okay. Okay. So I'm an incredible hitter. Um, I'm getting shit for my balls in the dirt and my pass balls, even though some of them aren't my fault, but some of them are my fault. But I've got a cannon behind the plate, and I'm making a day out of it. And it goes to Gary Sanchez. No, Austin Romine. Oh, throws people out a 17% clip. <laughs> no, Gary Sant man. I so I totally get it as a purist baseball fan and as just a a guy who's played center field and watched balls bounce past a catcher. Gary Sanchez has an arm on him and it's an absolute weapon. I you, you and me talked earlier in this year of who's going to beat each other to first base between Judge's knees and Sanchez just being not a great catcher. Sanchez is a solid catcher, and he's got an incredible arm, an incredible arm. And he's, he's, he's making throws at big points in the game, and, man, they're good throws. The dude's there. It's – We've talked about effort. We've talked about dropping down, and I get it. And there's there's some balls. You're the best catcher in the game. You're going to miss balls. You're Yadier Molina. You're Pudge Rodriguez. There's balls that bounce off that area of the plate that just don't come off right, and I get that. And Gary's had a couple that are inexcusable. It's drop down to your knees, take it off the chest plate, deal with it. And he's missed a few of those, and I get that. But my God, that dude can throw. Yeah. Uh, that so dude can throw. It's not only throwing. Two other things that I will preface, I don't really believe in. He's like, you're, top 10. you're Gary's, you're no, Gary's, no. You're, no, you're Gary's caddy. Yeah, so sure, sure, sure. I, I, I mean, look at, look at, look at the hat. Give us the truth. Give us the truth. I don't believe in these things, but he's top framing, which I don't believe in. And um, catcher's ERA, which I half believe in. Okay. He's like the top 10 in framing, top five in catcher's ERA in I the league. Really? I don't think it matters at all. I think oh, if the ump is waiting to see where your glove is, he's a really bad ump. If you don't think the ump, if you don't think the catcher's glove is a factor in the ump's believing, yeah. As a catcher myself, because I was like, well, when I was like 13, I was a great framer. It's, it's two different things. It's So if a ball's off the plate, it's catching it and moving it inside. Uh-huh. Obviously, no. And you can, you can see that at a major league game level. You can, yes. see, you can see them catching a 92-mile-per-hour fastball offside plate and pushing it inside. And you say, no. Like, I, it almost turns into – and I appreciate your hustle, but you know that's wrong. Yes, I agree. There yeah. are, are times where people frame it where frame like – very much a skill. There's times where catchers will frame it where they'll put their glove – and I'll do video. Well, whatever. They'll put their glove over the plate so the web, the yeah. web is in the strike zone, and then they'll purposely catch it in their palm. And that's pretty cool. Anyway, I'm glad you gave Gary an I award. Think it's a skill set. 
That, well, well, then Gary's really good at it. Get, the only skill set Gary is bad at is blocking balls. And that is the only skill set out of all. Like you cannot. Austin Romine, if you were to take Austin Romine for a year and try to build up his arm strength and make him better at throwing out runners, he would not improve that much. Right. He's at a 17% clip. He'd probably go to like a 19, maybe. Yeah. You can't teach that. Gary has the unteachable skills. Yeah. Unte- you, he can hit. He can throw people out and he deals with his pitchers nicely. He makes a lot of mound visits, which helps. And that might hurt. That might not be allowed in the future, but whatever. Yeah. All those. Plus or minus. All, yeah. But so really the throwing runners out and the hitting are unteachable skill sets. And he has yeah. those. The most teachable skill set a catcher can have. Is blocking balls and he's bad at it right now. He's not the best, but he's got two catchers on the staff. And I think at the end of the year off season, they're going to go to task. They're going to go to town teaching him how to block balls. And I bet he improves because it's the easiest of the catcher skill set to improve. But right now it's bad. And it's bad that like Sunday against sale, that game, his pass ball tied the game. It's there. They've been more costly than they can be. All right, that's we're done with awards. Okay, now this is this is good, Jake. I just put out a Twitter poll. I said, "Do you guys mind if we go long tonight?" Thoughts on time length in general. Then I did a poll: under forty-five minutes, forty-five to sixty minutes, as much as you have to say. Forty-five votes, eighty-five percent, as much as you have to say. I'd like to always keep it under an hour, but that's good to know that our fans like us. So thank I you. I appreciate it, but I gotta go to bed soon. So well, we're just at questions, but we got a lot of questions. We'll run through them quick. Ready? Questions. Preach about my boy. Who's your boy? J- JCM, JMC. Reach out to Talking Yanks. Oh, okay, okay. Fa- that's him, Jay Liskow. Favorite ballpark food. Yes. Jay Liskow, favorite ballpark food? That's what he had for us? That's what I got from him. Favorite ballpark food. You know what I'm going to go with? Um... In Texas, Texas Rangers, ballpark in Arlington, they had a 24-inch hot dog that they just smothered in everything. And I think end of the day, if you had like two, three people in on it, it wasn't it wasn't too expensive. Um, it was it was a strong play, so I I was into that. My favorite ballpark food is a hot dog. Just give me a hot dog and a beer. Very simple. There are, there's this, uh, steak, steak, uh, like ch- cheese steak sandwich at Yankee stadium at one place, which I really like, but it, the line's usually too long. At the same time I've done, I did dollar hot dogs also at ballpark in Arlington. Not a good time. So you gotta get the right dog. Oh, at the Coliseum in Oakland, the dollar hot dogs are, they make oh. me, they make me want to fight. Whoever is in charge, they're so small and tiny and bad. The color they are isn't right. They're wrong. They do dollar dogs at the Coliseum and they're fucking piss poor. All right. Um, question so from dogs. Ryland Colt. Don't answer yet. Will Stanton get 62 home runs? Let's answer at the same time. One, two, three. Yes. Yes. Cool. 
Is that the true record? One, two, three, no. Yes. Mm, I don't want to get into that debate. That'll take up a lot of time. Yeah, that's a whole, I'll, we each get 10 seconds. Mine start now. Babe Ruth is Babe Ruth. There was clearly something going on in that era. I'm not saying there's not stuff going on in this era, but 61 is still the number. Barry Bonds hit 70, whatever. Okay, that's all I have. Um, my question for Talking Yanks are who were both of your childhood idols for baseball and what made you both Yankee fans? You're a Yankee fan because your dad was a Yankee fan. Right? You're a Yankee fan because your dad was a Yankee fan. Yeah, so dads make their kids fans of the fans they are. And my my idol growing up was Derek Jeter. Like like plain and simple. I I was I was raised on Derek Jeter post game interviews and quotes and Derek Jeter everything. My my mother said Bernie Williams was my dad, so Alright. Next question. Can you match up Yank Sox position by position to see who has a better starting lineup? This is from my dad. So I'd love to take it seriously and do it. But it's a lot of work. All I know is we're much better at catcher. Quick, Yernick, catcher, Yanks. Yes, Gary's better than... It's Hanley, Moreland versus Chase Headley, Bird. Give him Hanley. Hanley's been bad this year, but Moreland's been hot. I'll give him. I'll give him that. Second base, Starlin Pedroia. I'm not giving a point. It should be Starlin, but Red Sox fans would put up such a sniff. No point. Okay. Shortstop. Didi. Jesus Christ. Didi. It's Didi. He's batting 300 on the year. He's got. What's Bogart hitting? Don't think it's that good. I truly believe it's Didi. For some reason, I'm putting out for the Red Sox fans right now. Yeah, I don't. I I think it's Didi. Uh, Xander Bogarts, like Bogarts, he doesn't scare me at all. I don't give. He's betting two seventy one, three thirty three OBP. It's Didi. Third base, Chase Headley or Devers Headley. It's Headley and Frazier versus Devers, and don't they have another platoon guy over there? Just add Nunez. Nunez. I'm, I'm going I'm going Headley. For now, it could it could be a wash, but I don't think it is. Outfield in general, Gardner, Judge, Ellsbury. Judge gets a point. Ben and Tenney gets a point for them. JBJ, I don't think he's anything if special. If you want JBJ versus Gardner, that should be a draw. I'll take Gardner, dude. Uh, yeah, we would, but we're also Yankees fans. No, dude. JBJ's batting 263 with 14 home runs and 54 RBIs. He's been hurt, though. He's also one of the best defensive players in the game. So is Brett Gardner, the best defensive left fielder in the game. Besides Alex Jones, Alex Gordon, maybe. Gardner, 261, 20 home runs, 53 RBIs, 18 stolen bases. I'm going Gardner. Bias involved. What? There is. Yeah, there is. But um, it's either four to two or three to two. Who are we? Lineup wise, the Yankees have it, and I I don't think that's ever been the debate. I think it's just been if the Red Sox starters are right. If the Red Sox starters are right, they have three. They have three Cy Young winners. I know Rick Purcell has never won a Cy Young, but. 
Yeah, she, she should have never won it. All right, next question. Is Cleveland still the team to beat, or is it the Astros? Is Cleveland still? Does, have you ever seen a wet bird fly at night? Um, <laughs> the Astros are the team to beat. They With Verlander now. Before Verlander, I, I would have... Uh, well, they, they're one of those, they grew such a lead that everyone let them go. For a while, we didn't even know Cleveland was coming out of the Central. Yeah. Astros are still a team to beat. And Correa's back now, so yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm... The AL playoffs are, I, I think they're a straight toss-up. I think... I think the Yankees and Red Sox have to deal with more competition on a regular basis. Um, I think the Astros and Indians are very good baseball teams. So yep. that's that's my cop-out answer. All right. I think, I think I'm more scared of Cleveland than the Astros right now just because we just saw them and their lineup's crazy. But, again, we saw them with Jaime Garcia and, and Gumby, not Stark. Verlander. Yeah, that's scary. All right, next question. How was it like playing freshman, playing baseball freshman year from AC Steezy? I would wish we could go talk about this for hours, but um, Jake and I both played on the same team freshman year baseball, was the biggest shit show team ever. I caught – what did you mostly play? I remember you playing some third base. So that's the thing. I was was half talented but not talented enough to get a position. I played short, third, center, left field – Second, I played first one game. I so I'm I'm gonna say my memory about you, and then you're gonna say your memory about me, and I I already know yours, so I'm just gonna dictate mine quick. It was <laughs> you and the coach weren't best friends, but one day the coach said, "Hey Jimmy, go get everything out of the trunk of my car." And you said, "Yes sir, thank you sir," and you went and you took all the balls, you took the bats out. You took the spare tire out. You took parking cones over in the back of the car. <laughs> As a 14-year-old, it was one of the most rebellious things any of us have ever seen. And look, we, we grew to know the coach better later in life because he's one of our friend's dads. But <laughs> you both dealt with it pretty well. <laughs> look, you're kind of a what the fuck is going on. Um, I was very much a punk asshole kid. He said, he, he picked on me, singled me out and said, Jimmy, go get everything out of the car. He meant the bag of batting helmets and, and bases. I ran to the car. I, like Jake said, I grabbed the spare tire. I grabbed the parking cones. I grabbed the toolbox and the bag of bats and bases. I sprinted back from the outfield to home plate, dropped them all on the ground. He said, Jimmy, what the hell is this? Bring that shit back to my car. I said, yes, sir, coach. Yes, sir. Grabbed him back up, ran back to his car, put him back in the trunk, ran back, said, I'm ready to start practice, sir. <laughs> it's a real dick move. What's your What's your story about me, freshman baseball? Freshman baseball, Jake. I'm in right field. Jake's in center field. A little bloop shot, if you will. Uh, Jorge Posada, 2003 postgame against Pedro. A little bloop shot over the second base bag. Jake sprints in, sprints in, doesn't dive, but makes the running catch. Now we got the guy on second doubled up because he took off for third. Throw it to second baseman. That's the easiest out very quickly. Jake could have just tossed it into the second baseman standing on second. No, 
Jake was mid sprint anyway. So he just raced the kid back to second, <laughs> beat him to the bag. We're all turned the double play inning over. We're all excited. We want to celebrate with Jake. Cause he just turned a double play. Can't celebrate with Jake. Cause he sprints straight to the dugout, runs straight into the dugout, straight down all the way to the end of the dugout, pours himself a cup of water, dumps it over his head, sits on the bench. Then the old team has to go over awkwardly to him and be like, Hey, nice, nice play, man. A little crazy. Totally thought you were going with the, the fake catch play. Um, uh, I love the fake catch play, but. And so again, a brief one again for the our three fans out there. Center field, right field. I'm in center. Lay out. Go for a ball. Totally miss it. Complete dive. But I bodied it. I contained it. No extra bases. So the ball is between myself and the infield. The ump is staring at us. I look at Jimmy and go, kind of give him the eyes like, is there something going on here? And he gives me the no. I grab the ball. I turn to the umpire, showing him that I caught the ball. And he goes, no, you didn't catch that ball. No, you didn't catch it. Everyone here saw you not catch that ball. So I throw it in. Jimmy in right field is cackling. I fell on the ground laughing because I saw the whole thing. Like he clearly didn't catch it. Oh, Jake's going to try and act like he caught this ball right now. I wonder if the ump's going to buy it. Turn to the ump. The ump's like, no catch. One of my friend's parents who was watching the game from behind home play, I came in, he goes, Jake, I know you caught that ball. (laughs) You couldn't be more wrong. That's that's why we're not in the league. All right, next question. Do you think the Yankees should DFA Matt Holiday and Caleb Smith and call up Cave and McKinney and also call up Andujar and bring down a pitcher from Justin Argyro? And uh, you don't even have to listen. You don't have to answer this kid, Justin Argyro. I I love you for listening, Justin. And I appreciate you not DMing me anymore because I politely asked you not to. And you have not. And that's very respectable for you. He's kind of known as uh, the most ridiculous fan on Twitter and out of touch fan. Uh, People humor him. I don't want to humor that. It's uh, insane. It's an insane thought. It's an insane thought process. If you think think DFAing Matt Holliday and bringing up Andovar is the move. A, in September, that doesn't even make sense. But that's even come playoff time, that's that's not the play. Yeah. All right. Um, what exactly is your job? Asked Rob Rosine. Well, we both don't get paid for this. Jake has his own sure. job. I videotape uh, weddings. And I'm a video editor for an entertainment company, mostly do weddings. We don't get any money for any Yankee stuff at all. Everything I do for the that Yankee, all the Yankee content I put out just because I fucking love talking about the Yankees. All right, talk about Jacoby because I'm wondering if he slumped bad because of a concussion. Pre-concussion, he played great. Do you think the concussion had anything to do with it? I think a fire got lit under his ass because he was like, I'm Jacoby Ellsbury and I'm the fourth outfielder. So I I, I work. I work pretty good. Not, I'm not your- Yankee stuff. I don't know what you do, so no, I don't either. But I work. Um, no, Ellsbury, man, I, I think you're kind of right. Kind of the fire getting lit, but Jacoby Ellsbury is a good baseball player. There's, I the Yankee fans have it's become a sin to say that. Yeah, it's become like if you say Jacoby's good, you're 
an asshole. Jacoby finished top three in the ML, the MVP voting twice or once or I, I mean, it's, you know, seven, eight, five, six, seven, eight years ago, but Jacoby Ellsbury is a very good baseball player. And I, at the same time, when I say that, I, I texted you tonight. I said, why the hell is Jacoby starting against Chris Sale? And I think it's part mismanagement for September call-ups. If, if you get another righty bat in there, cool. We both thought Austin, Tyler Austin should have been called up. Austin, or I mean, you said Frazier starts rehab tomorrow. I don't know. A, a righty against Sale seems pretty impactful, but. Jacoby did have three hits on the day though. So yeah, Jacoby balled out. He's playing good ball. And that's when Jacoby's right. He's like a bad five tool player. Yeah. He's like, he, none of his, at this point, like when he came up, his speed was overbearing on defense and offense. Now it's not as much, but the dude's got pop. The dude's got speed. The dude's got defense. I mean, this it's, I, I don't know how much more positive I can spin it. Okay. Um, talk about Headley. We've done enough about that. What's your favorite kind of milk? Not a big milk guy. Not a big milk guy at all. Growing up, I was, I was only milk and cereal. And uh, recently, uh, milk just makes me, uh, as my grandma would say, hi grandma again, have a movement. Um, so Ooh. I can't have milk anymore. So I do uh, almond milk. And almond milk has made me available to eat cereal again. And cereal's so good. I love it so much. Cereal's so, uh, awesome. Yeah, so almond milk. I'm an almond milk guy now. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pathetic milk dude too, I guess, at the end of it. I'll, I'll drink almond milk, but like if you offer me the percentages, like 2%, 1%, half full, whatever, I'll, I'm taking the lowest percentage possible. I'm not drinking milk in a glass. I like, wouldn't even drink like almond milk. In a glass. milk. I wouldn't even drink almond milk in a glass. This is fucking foul. Yeah, I'm talking about with cereal. Oh, yes. Yes, with cereal yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Lowest. Minimal, minimal milk. I am not like your Midwest manly milk guy. Like, ew, well, you're, you I think you're gross. Um, and do our question about playing DH next year. Not answering that. Let's focus on this year. Note, I'll, if you, I will table that till next year. Uh, Giants next nation. Year we go. Yep. All right. So picked off. We have Baltimore starting tomorrow and then the Rangers start Baltimore starting Monday. And then the Rangers, I Gumby, CC, Sonny. They skipped Jaime in the rotation, put Gumby in fine with that. Uh, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Cause I, again, like I told you, I, after the Indians swept, I said, Hey, we take three from four from the Red Sox. We're still a happy week. This is where that starts going out the window. These, these weeks need to be five and two, four and two, whatever it lines oh. up for you. Cause yeah, we need to win. We need to win every series. At the same time, these teams haven't caved. At the, right now in the Rangers and Baltimore dugouts, they're saying, hey, if we have a hell of a September, we're back in it. So um, we you need to win series. Like, like you said, and it's also a little worrisome, we've got to build off this. And we yeah. need to four and two, five and two. Is it a six-game week, seven-game week? Six, no game Wednesday. Okay. No game, yeah. no game, no game Thursday. I apologize. You, you gotta win 
you're trying to go two and one against both teams. Yeah. Win both series and you're good. Got to have to, no reason in making a prediction. You have to win both series. Um, that's all I will say. Uh, I, I, I like doing this game. I had four beers, a couple beers deep. I like doing the Beard. podcast, a couple beers deep. Uh, Jake and I used to do a show called Get to Know Us, which is on YouTube. If you want to watch where we would take we would answer a question from fans and then take a shot of whiskey. We do 12 questions, 12 shots of whiskey. By the end, it was a nightmare. Follow Tough times. But if you want to go watch that, go watch that. We also have a scripted web series called Grown Losers. If you want to go watch that, go watch that. But that's all for today. I got to turn this around pretty quickly because we have a day game tomorrow. So. I'm going to spend the night editing it. Uh, I'm probably not going to edit that much. So if there's a lot of ums and ahs and pauses, hope you enjoyed Good. it. Love you guys. Uh, I think this was a better episode than, than usual. I think we had some opinions. We were excited, had some points to make. I yelled at Andujar fans. So um, the podcast was growing, growing, growing. It's kind of stalled the last three weeks. We have our listeners and we love you guys, but uh, spread the word. Try and try and help us grow. We have no promotional tools, tools. So no, Need you guys to help us out, help us grow it, rate, subscribe, review, share it, all that shit. Uh, We appreciate it. Love you guys. Go Yankees. Love you. Go Yankees. Hope we win. Hope we win. We appreciate you. All right. You good? Yeah, I'm about to pee my pants. Oh, my God, dude. I'm about to pee my pants so bad. Love you. See ya. Go Yankees. Let's go.